Self-control, diligence, honor, kindness. If you want these characteristics in your life, then the Odyssey is a must read. Welcome back to The Great Conversation. We're so glad that you're here. You have joined us in this conversation. We have finished the Odyssey. And our last episode, we left off where Telemachus was still out trying to figure out what was happening with his yeah. father. And Odysseus was in a foreign land, yes. finally finding some people that were gonna give him a voyage home to Ithaca. Yes. And there has been a lot that has happened in the closing chapters yeah. of the Odyssey. And really just a lot of building blocks that we've taken away to add to our own yeah, life sure. and how we can grow as humans. And so, like Ben said in the intro, that the Odyssey is a must-read if you want to have some of these qualities. Yeah. Telemachus is brought home finally by, you know, this goddess that has put an idea yeah. into his mind that he needs to come home. And Odysseus has just been given this voyage, left on the beaches of Ithaca, yeah. and wakes up. With a whole thing of loot, by yeah. the way. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of prizes yeah. from the land that he was in previously. And he is told by Pallas Athene that he needs to go to his swine herd yes. on his property. And he needs to be this very, just a wretch. A vagabond. A vagabond, an old, poor man. Yep. And this is how he is going to test the suitors that have been ravaging his livelihood yeah. while he's been gone. Yeah. A lot happens in these last chapters. Yeah, it's crazy just to think of the approach of Odysseus to his homeland. Like when we think about who he was in the Iliad, he was this warrior. Mm -hmm. He got into the horse and kept all the men quiet and he led the troops and he conquered Troy. And then he comes back and he's told by Athena, hey, be basically a vagabond, a homeless mm -hmm. person yeah. and, and come back home. Right. Instead of going in the powerhouse man that you are and just like laying down the law and destroying everything. Because, I mean, what we learn about these suitors is they were just kind of riley, wild, riled up young men. Yeah. Why couldn't he, this warrior, gone in there and just cut them up really quick, yeah. right? They were the best men of Ithaca, but they were yeah. still children. They didn't even go off to war because they were so young. They would have been too young. When, 100%. Right, when the war started. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Like the lessons were basically walked through. So first and foremost he heads out to the swine herd, right? Mm -hmm. And what do we see there? What's kind of the characteristic and character trait that's transpiring there? So I think first of all is when he comes back into his homeland, he had to take the advice of a goddess to have self-control. Yeah. Because like yeah. Ben said, he could have just jumped right in and it might've been foolish because it was going to be him against, they don't say specifically. It sounds like at count, least 10 to 15. Yeah. If you want to count each name as you read yeah. the Odyssey, you can, but there are quite a few young men that have a lot of energy. And so yes. he could have had this very foolish, out of control attitude of, I'm going to take back my home. And what we learn about Odysseus is that he is wise. He is very strategic. Yes. And he wants to have a good plan. But he did still have that self-control to not just go in and start a fight right away. I think let me I think what we see there is he's wise, but he's wise because he's always ready to learn. Mm. I think that's something we didn't even write down was like a spirit of learning and mm -hmm. a readiness to like jump into new experiences and not dive into them but kind of step into them and see what lesson is to be learned and that's what we are seeing here he's this wise old warrior but he's still slowing down assessing the situation mm -hmm. like using really strong in a sense battle tactics right to approach coming home because another part of this is he went to hades 
And while he was there, he's visiting with Agamemnon. Um, and you got to think, Odysseus wouldn't have known that Agamemnon uh, was killed by basically a his collaboration with his wife and this other guy. Mm-hmm. So he kind of gets that piece of knowledge right there. And he's like, ooh, how can I apply that when I come home? Right, like, is my wife Is my wife, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going to be uh, conspiring against me? So he kind of gets all these little lessons and he's like, apply, apply, or, or you know, log that into my memory bank. And so we see him not only being told by Athena, but also him bringing his experience to the table. Yeah, yeah. And this was all to be a test. It was for him to be self-controlled, but yeah. he was going to test. So he tests the swine herd first. Is this a man that has been faithful to my family and yes. to me as I've been gone? And he turns out to have been faithful. Yeah. Pass the test. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes on and he's going to test the suitors to yeah. see, okay, are they really as bad as I think that they are? And yes. I'm going to give them a chance to see how they treat a vagabond. And that's where our other kind of um, idea an attribute comes in is kindness. Yeah. And these suitors were not kind to no. this poor they man. They were unkind to tele- Telemachus. They were unkind to him, this poor man. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, obviously the Odyssey, Homer's work is very, it's prehistoric. And so is it prehistoric? Yeah. I mean, it'd be considered prehistoric, right? I don't know. I, I always used to think dinosaurs. Like I know. That's what I, yeah, maybe not prehistoric. <laughs> it's definitely uh, uh, pre the life of Christ. So it would be old uh, before the Roman Empire. For sure. I just lines. don't know if it would be considered pre. Yeah, where's it's the timeline? Ancient. It's just ancient. So ancient Homer's literature. Ancient. All right. We'll keep rolling. Okay. So kindness. So um, Homer, his work is ancient. Yeah. And then we look at our current stories that are being told today or even Grimm's fairy tales that have mm. now been taken into Disney movies. Yeah. And we see this idea of like a witch or a beautiful princess yeah. or a fairy or a goddess come in and pretend to be a witch or like just an old of, vagabond old yeah, lady with warts and stuff testing a yeah. prince or someone and is that person kind to them or not and then they turn back into their beautiful self and they cackle and, and you ca- know they cast a cast curse. their wand and then you know right. they, He's so Homer had this idea kind of first in the sense of, okay, how are these suitors going to treat a vagabond who's actually turning into this great warrior that's going to take them all out? Yes. And the suitors did not pass the test. No, no, not at all. So Ben and I really think about with ourselves, how do we treat those that come into our life that we might perceive as less than us or... Yeah really has a need and are we being kind to them because we never know when we are going to be you know in the presence of an angel or yes or whatnot and so how are we serving others that are less than us and yeah. it will come back to test us one day in some way or another and so i think For that sure. was a huge lesson that even homer was teaching yeah and i i struggle with that one because i'm like you know in our society today you know, we see just just being really transparent all over the country. There's rising homelessness, and how do you know if somebody's you know homeless because you know they've have struggles with mental illness or they're just trying to like game the homeless system? You know, you have all these ideas going through your head when you pull up to a stop stoplight or a stop sign. And there's somebody there holding a sign, and so you get all these layers of confusion of how do you show your kindness? And I think really what we boil this down to is if you're faced with somebody, show kindness, mm-hmm. like default to kindness, and that's yeah. something I personally am really working on. Because I don't always default to kindness. I really enjoyed reading about Penelope's side. And this really came in at the end of the story, really seeing her characteristics and who she was as a queen of Ithaca, in a sense, as a woman, as a mother, as a wife. And she was incredibly faithful. 
Yes. Everybody's like, he's dead. Give up, girl. Yeah. And she like, and she would no. say it sometimes, but her actions were faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And she was just not going to give in to one of these suitors who were not treating her well. I mean, the actual yeah. acts should have been a suitor stays at home yep. and sends gifts to the woman that he is trying to win. Well, these suitors weren't giving gifts. And then on top of that, they're taking all of her husband's livelihood. Yeah. They're feasting. They're just acting like complete slobs in her home. Yeah. And she was not going to take a husband, yeah. even though she had been essentially widowed. I mean, she didn't know if Odysseus was alive or not for 20 years. Yeah. She's raising her son by yeah. herself and she's incredibly diligent in that she raised a very faithful and hardworking son that was different than the other that stood teenagers or young lot. men of the town. Yeah, he I wasn't mean, even like these these Telemachus was guys completely different. All. Yeah. It was like to me it's like some war general who, you know, we've looked up to over time in history. Uh, like him dying and then the wife going to a frat party and trying to find a husband, you know, like that's, that's what it what felt, it felt like, like. For like. Sure. Yeah. And so Except the, the frat party came to her. Yeah, the frat party came to her, but it was so cool to see Telemachus which showed, think about this, Odysseus was gone. Mm-hmm. And so what you're, you're getting at is Penelope raised this this boy who became a man with great discipline, great right. honor. Right, because he respected his mom. He, the suitors were, were telling Telemachus, tell your mother to marry one of us or kick her out of the house or something. Yeah. And he said, no, I will not. If she decides that she wants to marry one of you, that will be her decision and she can leave at that point. I am not going to kick my mom out of, yeah. out of my castle. Yeah. And so Telemachus really reflected on his mother's approach towards him. It wasn't specified. And Telemachus even calls the swineherd father during the story. Yeah. Cause and he had a father figure when his, his dad that was, was gone. Him, so yeah. to speak. But it yeah. was very evident that Penelope did a good job with Telemachus. And I just, For sure. I love back to the faithfulness to her husband, Agamemnon, who is dead in Hades, oh finds out yeah. that Odysseus returns and Penelope was faithful. And he just talks about her faithfulness and what a woman she is mm-hmm. all the way from Hades. Yes. And it's just really cool that her reputation rang all- her reputation th- precedes her, as it yeah, were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all throughout the world and the underworld. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. I, I loved learning about that. So she was very faithful, very diligent to raise her son. Yeah, and, and an it, amazing also woman. I think this is something to say is he was gone for a decade and she clearly maintained the property, the estate. Mm-hmm. Like she stepped in when in that time it was not really a woman's role to like run the estate. You know, it would have been more like, the man runs the estate, the woman runs the household and does does the sewing. And like, that's kind of like what we're seeing. Like she's always at the wheel and stuff, yeah. but she oversaw Somehow, the estate yeah. and it it stayed flourishing and thriving. And I just thought how how cool, how how much diligence she had in that. It just said yeah, a lot about her. She was still her. running the house in some yeah. way. And then I love even when she finally gets to the point where she says, okay, I'm going to choose a suitor. And she goes and gets Odysseus's bow and says, okay, whoever can string this and win these, um, they were games essentially. Yeah. Whoever can do that, I will be his wife. And I think just her 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 knowledge, her wit, knowing that they wouldn't be able to, that her husband was a hell of a man. Yeah, for sure, for (laughs) sure. She was she was not gonna have to go home with one of these men. Yeah. And then on top of that, when Odysseus finally reveals himself, she still questions. She still yeah. uses her wisdom, mm-hmm. her discretion, yep. and doesn't just run into her his <sighs> arms. Yeah. She says, Okay, let's let me test this yeah. and make sure. So let's let was, me ask you something only we would know here. Like there was there was a level of 
level of belief, but also a level of positive hesitation to build the necessary trust mm -hmm. of truth. Yeah. And so as a woman, I just, I read about her and just these different attributes and I thought, okay, these are things that I want in my life yeah. and I'm learning from her life. So the last characteristic is honor. And we see honor throughout the entire book in so many of the characters. We see honor in Odysseus. We see honor in Tele Telemachus. We see honor in the swide herd and the ox herd. You know, these guys who their master essentially was gone for a decade. He was essentially dead as far as they knew. And they're still like saying these suitors are taking advantage of my master's property. They still considered him their master, even though he was, for all they know, dead. And you think Telemachus was still like overseeing the property for the sake of his father. Um, and so it's just so cool to see how honor was really built on legacy more than built on preference or desire just of self. It was built throughout gen the generations. And so for me, thinking about that more and more, I'm thinking, okay, what can I do each day to not only honor my father, but honor the legacy that I will pass down to my children? Mm -hmm. What am I doing that removes self from the situation? What steps can I take? Do I need to go buy that cool new thing or do I need to go and actually research some ways where the legacy I pass down can be far more than just something that I enjoy in my life? Reflecting I want to say life, something. Are you being honorable? See, the thing is though, I feel like honor needs a cornerstone. I feel like honor needs something to, to fasten itself to. In today, our society, I don't think that we necessarily talk about honor a lot because like you were saying, it is kind of something that could feel elusive. What is honor? Yeah. Am I doing something honorable in this act? Or it's just, it's not really talked about. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, as people, we should have an anchor mm -hmm. so that all of these attributes, self-control, kindness, diligence, patience, and faithfulness, and honor, we have something that we say, this is what I believe in, and this is what I'm acting out of. And so, I am honorable based off of this. Based off of this standard. Yeah, this standard. So that anchor is a standard, right? Yes. And we have our own. What is your thought on that? Where is your idea of honor or self-control, faithfulness, these attributes that we've talked about out of the Odyssey? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? We really want to know because it is it is something that it can be so elusive yeah. in our society today. Especially in our culture right now. And, yeah. and we really want to kind of be able to de define it more yep. so that we can act on it and have these attributes. Because like we said in the beginning, I want to be a person that is known for faithfulness yeah. and self-control and kindness yeah. and honor. And so we have to have a standard point of where that's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole point of this is the great conversation. Mm -hmm. Coming together, having the having the conversation, having the discussion and coming out with a better standard uh, of life and a better way to interact and engage right. with society. So that we have a better relationship, yeah. so that we have better relationships with our parents and our siblings yep. and our children and our coworkers yes. and friends and just people that we interact with Absolutely. and how we are coming across to them. Yeah, yeah. We could think we are presenting ourselves in a certain way, but unless we have a conversation about that, hey, how did this make you feel? Mm. Hey, how do you feel about this idea? Rather than just like, for me, I'm a hammer. I just am like, this is the way it is. This is how I want to talk about it. I don't care. Um, but I need to have more conversations so I know how my actions or my words are making somebody feel when I engage with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, that's the entire point of this is opening up those conversations. Yeah. yeah. So that was a, a lot of information, big takeaways yes. from the Odyssey. Yeah. Really taught us a lot. And I hope that 
you are getting as much out of it as you're reading it. I really hope that this conversation kind of helped you break some of that down and yeah. kind of see things maybe from a different viewpoint than your initial viewpoint was. And we'd love to see your viewpoint as well. Yeah, comments. we want to hear what you guys are saying. Drop us a comment below, please, because we don't know what other people going through these, the great books with us are coming up with, are, are thinking through, and are, are changing or evaluating thoughts. That's how we should get strengthened through this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye now. Bye.